Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello everybody, Jay here along with my good buddy A-Train. A-Train, say something. Well, hi, Jay. How the heck are you? I'm doing just great. I'm looking out the window. It's November, and there's no snow on the ground, and it's actually warm enough to play golf, so I'll take it. It's a good day. Yes, it is. Of course, the show is off script with Super E. Out there somewhere is Super E. Super E, say something. I'm coming from Skunk Haven, Western Indiana. So you had a little skunk mishap, huh? Yes, our very friendly skunk that comes around at night uh, is not a big fan of our big ass dog, and so we spent most of the evening yesterday cleaning, washing the dog off, dealing with all that. So yeah, it was kind of a rough night, but I'm ready to rock and roll for the whole podcast. <laughs> I bet you are. Do you guys feed the skunk? Is skunk like a cat? You feed it, it well, keeps coming no, back, or? It, no, the skunk knows that we feed the feral cats that are in my neighbor's barn down the ways. And so when the cats get done, he comes rolling in. And the thing about skunks, they're not afraid of cats, and cats completely ignore them like a wife that's been married to a husband for 10 years. Completely ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Super E, tell us a tale. 10-4, Jay. A uh, long time ago, uh, the good folks from Cops come out to our hometown and was riding with uniform guys, and they also like to ride with the undercover guys. Okay. And so they were going to ride with uh, the undercover guys when we were going to do uh, picking up prostitutes. And one of our supervisors thought it would be a great idea to have this old lieutenant or captain, I can't remember what he was at the time, just to old guy portly you know very harmless looking they was going to follow him around and there's going to be a car with a crew of the cops cameraman and sound man and uh they were riding with tim and i i had court or something so i was a little late so i didn't know what the game plan was and uh I had spent the day working out before I came in, and I drank some uh, Rippet Fuel. Do you guys know what that is you buy at the gas station? No. Well, it's an energy drink. It's a low-rent energy drink that you get at the cheapest gas stations. Okay. And but they would I make a to... great sponsor, so yeah. let's hear it from Rippet. Yeah, yes, Rippet. I love let's... grape Rippet Fuel, except yeah. it makes me it, – it fires you up, wires you out, but makes you kind of mean and grouchy. I think I, I don't think they're going to have us advertise if you tell yeah. them that super. You just saying. well, I just I, I think well, maybe I think the ingredients are aviation fuel and gunpowder, but <laughs> they would always make me a little grouchy uh, about four or five hours later. So I get into work a little bit late, and I'm I, I just I'm following around the car that has the inexperienced old heavy set guy in it trying to pick up prostitutes. And nothing was happening. He did not know how to stop and talk to him. He'd just drive by him. And, and so now uh, 
my fuse is lit and it's already went down and I, we have ignition and I'm throwing a temper tantrum. I pull up to our, my good buddy, Tim, and, uh, I'm ranting and raving. Why the hell? We need experience guy. What the hell's going on? Who made this decision? We wasted 45, blah, blah, blah. Sounding like a maniac. Well, then I noticed that two guys leaned forward from Tim's undercover car. One guy's got a giant camera. Another guy's got a boom on him, like a microphone. Okay. And they go, we want to ride with that guy. And so they bail out of Tim's car. They bring this gigantic camera. Remember, this is like 2004 or five. And this is is cops. Cops, yes. Okay. And then the other guy's got this giant microphone with a big fuzzy thing on the end of it. And they jump into my car. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, these are the guys from Cops. All right, 10-4. So they're super nice guys. And so um, then we decided to have an experienced guy try to pick up the girls. And that would be my good buddy, Jeff. Uh-huh. He, knows how to, he knows how to pick up hookers. And if they're, if they're prostituting, they're going to go to jail. Okay. So I got these guys with me from Cops. And we're driving along. And I see a a hooker walking westbound towards us on our main drag of the hot dog stand. I pull off to the side of the road. Now I'm facing eastbound on the opposite side of the street. And then Jeff goes right by her. And I go, Jeff, get that girl right there. She's a prostitute. And he looks at her because she she didn't look like the normal prostitute. But I knew she was. And he's like, well, I don't think she is a prostitute. I go, yeah, she is. He goes, "Ah, I think you're wrong on this one. I think I'm right. Well, how do you know? Because our buddy Ron locked her up last night and she's just got out of jail walking back and she's getting ready to make some money. He goes, "Okay, I'll turn around and pick her up. So I'm telling cop guys, I said, "Okay, what's going to happen is he's going to be coming back westbound, pick her up and then we'll get in behind him and he'll give a signal. You guys can film everything. And they're like, right on. This is great. Well, here comes the girl walking towards us. And no Jeff. I hit him on the radio. I go, hey, man, she's getting closer to us. Where are you at? He goes, oh, I got to find a place to turn around. I'm like, we're at Cincinnati. And I said, she's getting closer to us. And now she's looking at us because she sees me and uh, two dudes sitting in a car. And that's one thing the hookers are. They're, you know. They're entrepreneurs, and they're very curious. Mm-hmm. I said, Jeff, you better get over here. She's getting closer and closer. Oh, I'm trying to get there. Now I'm stuck in traffic. And I'm looking at the uh, two guys from Cops. They're kind of sweating bullets because the girl's coming right up on us. And they look like they're getting ready to be audited by the IRS. I said, calm down, fellas. <laughs> and she walks right up on us, and she goes, what the hell do you guys think you're doing? And I just looked dead at her, and I said, hey. You ever seen them videos, Girls Gone Wild? She goes, hell yeah. I said, we're making videos too. Uh-huh. I go, yep. It's called Hookers Gone Haywire. She goes, what? I go, yeah. We're filming videos of hookers going haywire. Are you in her? She goes, damn straight. How do I do it? I said, you jump in the car with me and this camera guy and the sound guy. You suck my dick. We videotape it. We pay you. I said, are you down with that? She goes, hell yeah, I'm down with that. She goes, I'll do that. And the camera guy who's sitting right next to me, he's he's like terrified but excited at the same time. And he whispers under his breath as I'm talking to her. He whispers to me, this is the greatest thing ever. And so 
She goes, so all I have to do is get in the car with you, camera guy, sound guy, suck your dick, right? I said, yes, and you're going to be on video. And she, I said, you ready to rock and roll? She goes, 100 bucks. I'm like, yeah. And she goes, hookers, <laughs> hookers going haywire. Yoo-hoo! And I thought, <laughs> she's ready to go. And then she looks at me. She goes, hey, uh, there's some weird looking dude in this truck, Jeff. There's some weird looking dude in this truck. I'm just going to suck his dick real quick, make about 30 bucks. That'd be okay. I said, 10 four. Go ahead and do Go ahead and do that. Get that real quick. She goes, yeah, because this way I can come back and devote all my time to you guys. I said, you are so kind. So she runs over, and here comes Jeff looking all bewildered. Jeff's looking at me like, what are you guys doing? She runs over, jumps into his car, his truck, I'm sorry, and uh, they go the other way, and we sneakily turn around and follow behind him. And she's not paying attention to us because she's concentrating on Jeff now. Yeah. And so they pull into a parking lot. And as they pulled in, I'm a little ways away, but I can see that Jeff gives me a signal that means he has enough for an arrest, but he's going to wait for me to get up there. And uh, so they're in the parking lot and, you know, she's telling him, hey, I want the money up front and all this. And so right then. We pull into the driveway, I mean, to the parking lot, me and the guys from Cops, and Jeff just playing along with it. He looks up and goes, hey, who are these dudes coming? Are they the police? And she goes, hell no. Those are some weird dudes that just want to make a porno with me. Hooker's gone haywire. It'll be all right. I'm going to meet up with them. Let me just suck your dick right now. And, uh, you know, and I want my money. And then I'm going to go out and deal with those guys. She goes, I can't believe you thought they were cops. He goes, well, there's a good reason why that is. She goes, why? Because that guy driving the car is my partner. And I'm Detective Jeff. And she goes, Shit. I'm sorry, who? Oh, <laughs> Detective Beep. Beep. Dete- Detective Jeff. Detective Beep. Did you catch that, A-Train? Yes, sir. But anyways, so she's like, damn it. And we get out. And the funniest thing about it was I looked at the sound guy. I said, when we were talking to that, when we were talking to her, did you remember to put punch record? And he goes, damn it. No. He goes, he goes, super E, can you make her say it again? I go, no. (laughs) You know, when we hand her a script, this is where you go. Yoo-hoo. Hooker's gone haywire and pump your fist. But anyways, that was my experience. I believe A-Train has a extremely hilarious experience when uh, Cops was on the street. I do. I do. So, okay, Cops was in town. I don't know if it was the same time they were at with you guys. Um, well, they were in town. We had them in the early 90s yeah. and then in the mid-2000s, I believe. Okay. okay. I think they were here two, maybe three times. This would have been the early 90s. So... Uh, they weren't riding with me. They were riding with the dude on the uh, run the beat next to me. So we get this run, and um, it's a burglary. So me and another officer roll up there, and uh, this lady comes running out of the house. She got a hammer in her hand, <laughs> and she seems completely um, mentally unstable. Okay, so. She's trying to tell us, hey, hey, 
I got him, I got him in the closet, I got him in the closet. <laughs> and we're like, yes, ma'am, okay, sure, you got him in the closet, okay. She's like, no, really, he came in, I hit him with a hammer, he's in my closet. And then she just starts talking crazy. So we're like, okay, all right, well, we're going to go in, we're going to, you know, check, make you feel better, you know, she, show you there's no man in the closet. So, were you doing any eye rolling at the time, A-Train? I might have been, but not so she could see. Okay. okay. So me and the other officer were like, all right, let's go in here and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we go in. We take us up to the bedroom closet, and it's nailed shut. She had, <laughs> she had taken these big nails and had nailed the door shut. And she's like, he's in there. And we're like, okay, ma'am, just calm down. So I take the hammer, and I pull the nails out. And we open up the closet door, and there is a guy <laughs> unconscious in her closet. <laughs> she was telling the truth. This man had broken into her house to commit a burglary. She got snuck up behind him with a hammer and conked him and then <laughs> drug him into, into her closet and nailed it shut. So me and the other officer were like, thank God <laughs> the cop crew wasn't on this run. Because we would have looked like complete morons. <laughs> was you being a little patronizing towards her, thinking she was 1096? Yes. I mean, she was showing all of the classic signs of mental illness. And what she, you know, the way she was describing it, it just wasn't adding up, wasn't making sense. But of course, we followed through with the investigation. And uh, I'm really glad we did because there was a man conked out in the closet. <laughs> So, wow. Anyway, and so and if you recall, back then, they had just started closing all of the uh, mental institutions around in the early 90s. Remember that? Yes. So right. we were all really hypersensitive to it because we knew who was going to have to deal with the uh, mentally unstable. And yeah. still to this day, we're the ones dealing with it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Well, that is wow. Now, A-Train, what did you think when you saw the nails in the door and the doors nailed shut? Did you think that's impossible for her to immediately nail the door shut after shoving a guy in there? Absolutely. It only played more into the, you know, the the scenario that we had in our minds that she was, you know, uh, had some mental problems because it just looked, I mean, there were like, seven nails i mean just nails so she was hammering away yes well she was she was trying to keep the dude in the closet that wow. was there that i didn't think was there so yes thank you uh, wasn't there on that one mm. yes a train yes can i go back to your uh your deal with cops so jay i think you you will agree with me on this who else but Super E could convince a hooker that a camera crew in his car was was not cops or was not something else, but was in fact a camera crew to film hookers going haywire? Who else could do that but Super E? Nobody that I know. I know some people who do pretty good UC work, but nobody did it like Super E. No. I mean, that's just, you know, just thinking quick on your feet. I mean, that's just, that's amazing. Yeah. I could thank the, I could thank the rip at fuel. 
I was going to either say it was a rip it or you had just left a firehouse and they were actually watching Girls Gone Wild yeah, or whatever exactly. that was. And eating chili. Yes. In their recliners. In their recliners. Yes. Oh, you know something crazy about that whole thing on that cops? So I'm asking the guys, I'm like, hey, fellas. I said, you guys are going to make sure you blot out my face because because we were always doing undercover stuff every day. You know, if it wasn't prostitutes, I was in people's houses buying drugs and I didn't want to be in there, be in a house buying drugs. And there I am on a TV screen and they're like, oh, you're in two places at once. Yeah. So they said, oh, yeah, this won't be on for a year and a half. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, No problem. Guys, as God is my waitress. Two weeks later, I get a call. I'm driving down the street, minding my own business. I get a call from my Fountain Square Demi Moore informant. And she goes, Supery, I'm watching cops because all people on the fringe love to watch cops. She goes, I'm watching cops and you're on TV right now locking up a, a prostitute with Jeff. And I'm like, come on now. Come on, D. You're not. You're not back smoking crack, are you? Because that's not supposed to be on for a year and a half. I think you're imagining it. She goes, no, I'm not smoking crack. You're on TV. I'm like, all right. I said, I, okay. So I got to go. And I'm thinking, man, she's back smoking crack. And all of a sudden, ring, ring. My phone goes off again. Now it's my mom. Son, me and your father are watching cops. And guess what? You're on TV. And I'm like, mom. You smoking crack again? Damn it to hell now. No, she didn't say that. That's a joke. Mom didn't smoke crack. But mom confirmed that in less than two weeks, they aired that episode of Cops with my big fat head, not blotted out, you know, no big smiley face covering her to hide my identity. There I was. And so for the next, I don't know, 12 years, was it? 14 years, every once in a while when I was going into a house full of heroin and a bunch of junkies in there, and a bunch of people with guns, and I didn't have one because they searched me at the door, I would pray that somebody hadn't been watching cops just before that or watching it as I was in there because there I am right there on TV, I yapping away. I can't believe they said they'd block, block your face out and they didn't. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It could have been a you know a little miscue, miscommunication. And it was only two weeks later. The only time anybody one time I was in like misdemeanor court and somebody came out from the what do you call it? The uh, gallery or whatever it is where the Peanut public sit. Yeah. Some guy come up to me and goes, Hey, saw you on cops. Did a great job. I was like, Thanks, man. Uh, and then and then about 10 years later, when I moved outside of our wonderful town into a suburb, I'd be working on my car and people would stop because I was kind of like on a uh, high traffic area when I was working on my old Chryslers. Yeah. And they would pull up to me and they go, hey, man, uh, we don't want to bother you. And we don't we want to get you mad. But we were watching Spike TV last night. Is that you? And I'm like, well, I think I'd tell you Yes. And I kind of felt like a movie star. I got Sharpie out, wrote down Super E on the card. I mean, with with that and the celebrity that you've attained through this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you, yes. I mean, I'm surprised yes. you can walk down the street. You're through the street, dude. My gosh. Yeah. You, you know, Cops is still being um, shown on one of the Fox News 
um, internet things. They, they're still they're running the old cops. We'll we'll have to do some research see if we can find Super yeah, E. Absolutely. And do you guys uh, do you guys remember the supervisor? I think it was East District that um, went out. Bought all new uniforms, went to the tanning salon, had his hair colored. You guys remember that? Who I'm talking about? I don't. Yeah. Was it was it KR initials? Um, no, I can't. Remember. I thought no. I think I think his first name started with an R. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, he was an East District Day or Middle Supervisor. Interesting. Uh huh. Well, you know, hey, Super E. Yeah. I know the reason that, okay, that lieutenant that they originally put out um, that didn't do too good. Right. If you remember, he fancied himself as somewhat of an actor. That's he, right. He had been in a couple local commercials and all yes. that. Remember that? Yes, you're correct, A-Train. So I and, think I, he was trying to build his, his portfolio. That's what he was trying well, it, it, so you're on TV and commercials, and you want to try to go out and do undercover work? Well, you she, know, hey, Shakespeare doesn't translate to the hot dog <laughs> There's no such thing as bad publicity, Jay. Yeah. I know, but you guys know what uh, job I've done on the department a couple of times in the past. I don't think I should be trying to go out and do UC work anymore. Right. Just on the outside chance. Yeah, for the listeners, Jay, for a long time, was the department's uh, public information officer. So he would, uh, he did a great job. Oh, the, thanks, A-Train. He did a great he was, job. He was the handsome face of our department. He was. Wow. Well, apparently not handsome enough because, uh, oh, never mind. That's a whole different <laughs> okay, story. Don't, don't digress, Jay. <laughs> nope, we're not going down that road. Were your, were your looks fading? Is that is that why they booted you? I think my wokeness was fading. Oh, but anyway, yes, okay. yes. All right. Well, I'm looking at the clock, and uh, after that, those two great tales. Super E, you got anything? Nope. I just, you know, everybody have a great fall day and be careful. Right on, and watch those skunks. Oh, ten four. Jeez. Uh, a train. How about you? No, I, I've got nothing. Um... Okay, well, I've got a blank stare going on, so A-Train, take us out. All right, see ya. <laughs>